Hi, welcome to our podcast. Kids Universe Insiders is dedicated to the kids and family world. We meet with the people who are part of this industry and together we talk about trends, creativity, careers and the latest news. I'm Lily Bettens, Belgian based in Barcelona and founder of the press agency Kids Communications. We represent children's brands to media and influencers. Let's start with our episode. Hello, welcome back to Kids Universe Insiders, our podcast. We are uh, today in uh, New York, in, at Playtime New York, and I'm very happy to receive uh, Sabrina. Sabrina, she's a co-owner and creative director of the Philippine brand's uh, Ginger Snaps. Welcome, Sabrina. Thank you to take the time to record this podcast with me. Thank you, Lily, for having me. It's my pleasure. <laughs> so I would like you first, if you can uh, present you briefly. Okay, I'm Sabrina. I'm the creative director of Ginger Snaps, and we've been. It's Ginger Snaps is a brand that's been around for 25 years. Okay, I've been doing this um, since. Uh, since I was right out of college, yes. since I was right out of university, and um, yeah, we're based we're based in Manila, Philippines, right? And uh, we have stores across uh, Asia, Middle East, right? Yes. And how did you start uh, to create your brand? How, how the how the project uh, was born? Right. Actually, it's a it's a funny story because uh, I was always into I was previously in teens and ladies wear, uh, but after around a few years, I wasn't sure if it was something I really enjoyed. Well, anyway, there was one time I was um, actually in the Hong Kong airport. Yes. I was stranded because of a typhoon, a huge typhoon in Hong Kong so my flight was delayed and I I killed time by by going to one of the bookstores there and I found a beautiful magazine of children's clothes I think it was called Bambini okay yeah I think it's out of print right now but uh, anyway I, I got the copy and uh, when I opened the page I knew it was what I wanted to do so the funny thing is uh, two weeks later I sold the business I sold the teen's business and decided I would go, um, I would dive headfirst into the children's wear and I've been doing it ever since. Okay, so, yeah. so you start, you know, from scratch? Yes, I started from scratch, exactly. And it's funny because like for teen's wear, I was in it for maybe a couple of years, but I wasn't I was very sure. I, mean, I liked it, but you know, I I wasn't sure I loved the business. Okay. So when I saw that magazine, I knew that this is what I wanted. Okay. Okay. And I've been doing it ever since. No regrets. No regrets. Okay. So you start Ginger Snaps in Manila. How how it goes? You open a shop or you open many shops? What what, what is the Oh, my first outlet was actually only three square meters in a department store called okay. Robinson's. Okay. And uh, from three square meters, uh, we opened our second uh, location in another department store, another three square meters. <laughs> and after maybe a year of um, a year of uh, working very hard at our at our at our first pieces, uh, we got invited to open in maybe three more department store locations and they you know, gradually expanded our area as the sales crew. Then, 
1997, I, 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 I married Jerry, and uh, he was taking a look at the at the entire business, and he said, you know, why not, why not grow it beyond department stores? So, uh, shortly after, like maybe a year. Okay. He opened his first. We opened our first um, store. Our first was it in store, Manila? Our first boutique yes? in Manila. In Manila. Okay. Right. Okay. And then every store after that, three more stores, then five, five more, five more stores, and then until it became um, it it, it just it just grew in in, yes. in number. Okay, right. but it was an organic growth, right? Was, yes, yes. It was a, it was a, um, it was very natural. It came very naturally, but you know, it, it was a lot of hard. It was an I imagine. It wasn't. It wasn't was overnight. Because both of us, we uh, came from the background uh, in retail, so we had to learn the rules one by one, little by little. Okay, right. And after the Philippines, so you uh, you you opened your first store in the uh, in the Philippines, but then you decide to go international, right? Right. No, that thing was an accident. Okay. Because, uh, yes, that thing was just uh, a nice accident. It was a nice accident. We really were we were we were um, busy growing the stores in Manila at the time, and then you know uh, one of our friends from Bangkok asked if you know she could carry the line in 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 in, in uh, one of the department stores, and he said, "Yeah, why not? Sure." Okay. So she opened the she opened the store and she opened the department. She opened the outlet in one of the uh, I shouldn't say outlet. Actually, she, they are boutique. No? Yes, yeah. she opened the small corner in okay, a department in a store okay. in Bangkok, the central department store, which is uh, one of the nicest uh, department stores in Bangkok. And uh, from there, she grew to around. Maybe 15 locations within Bangkok. We were at what what year? This was probably 2001. Okay. 2001. Okay. But of course, the the all the stores didn't happen overnight. Every yes, year okay. she would add a few stores until it, it grew in number. Mm -hmm. Just like the Philippines, it had to grow slowly but surely. Okay. Yeah. And then you went to other markets also. Yes. Yes. Asia. Can you can right, you let right. us know? Yeah, with Bangkok, um, with, with the success of Bangkok, uh, neighboring countries like Singapore, uh, Indonesia okay. saw saw the brand in the department stores, and they they they, they just gave us a call and asked, hey, can we can we open a? We were very lucky that way because I mean, instead of seeking them out, um, they were they were looking. Got for you. a lot of very in interesting inquiries from from very good people, so. We were able to build the brand in Singapore as well as Indonesia, and later on in uh, the Middle East, specifically Saudi Arabia, okay. right, and right now in Dubai. Okay, and because we have lots of European listeners, you know, to this yes. podcast, can you maybe let us know? Which particularity is from each market, you know, Bangkok, right. or, 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 and, and also, you know, if it's how is the evolution through the year? What 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 right. is your impression? Yes, from market to market, it's there's a bit of difference, but I will say one thing. I think wherever we go in the world, I realize there's one thing all of us parents have in common, and that is to make sure that we give the best to our children. So that's exactly what the brand is about. Really quality it fabric. Purpose. Yes, quality fabric, uh, safe fabrics. We test our fabrics really, really well because 
parents, whether it's from Manila or Singapore or Bangkok or Saudi Arabia, they're all looking for something and that's to give the best to their children. But with regards to the peculiarities of the market, there are some. With regards to the market in the Philippines, there's one thing that that's very, very important to Filipino mothers and that's to ensure that our kids are always comfortable. It's a yes. very, very warm tropical country. So the, so the fabrics, they have to be very soft, very breathable, and they have to be, they have to be, they have to look and feel happy. Because I mean, the Philippines, um, we love happy colors. Mm -hmm. um, it's a very happy culture. Yeah, the family, I think they, they like to dress, no? Yes, they, yes. They, they like, we we the like to dress our kids. Dress. We yeah. like to yeah. dress our kids. So like, for example, Sunday, it's important to, to dress for our Sunday best, especially when we attend when we attend mass, exactly. when we attend mass, or when we go to um, uh, Lola, which is grandmother in in Filipino, okay. okay. when we when go you to see Lola's the place, yes, yes, right. There, there's that. And Filipino mothers right now, especially the young mothers, they're very, very fashionable. Okay, very fashionable, especially the young mothers. Okay, they really, really enjoy um, dressing their kids in the latest nice. trends. Nice. Yeah. yeah, it's very interesting for us, you know, to yes, see yes. what are the differences between one and, right, and right. other market. Uh, now you have more than 80 shops in the, no, in the Asian part, and you came to Europe uh, last summer. You participated to Pitilingo uh, and Daytime uh, Paris. What, what, what were your first impressions of the European market? Right. Um, the European market is actually um, very interesting. I'm, we're still learning a lot about the European market, but uh, what I like about the European market is there's a there's a it's a it's very accepting and very uh, how, how do I say it? more daring, I suppose. Okay. And they're looking for new things, something exciting, something fun. Mm -hmm. But there's always an em emphasis on quality and good fabric. Yes. So it, it, it resonates. Something you with, have from yes, brand yes. and, and it, it is well accepted. Yes, yes. Okay. It, it resonates and, and they're very happy when they ask uh, what, uh, what, what fabrics we usually use. We tell them they're always 100% cotton, yes. especially during summer and um, and then they, they, they like that, they like that. Um, and uh, the European market is fun, yeah. I would say. It's fun. Okay. They like happy stuff. Okay. Right. Okay, nice. Right. And now you just arrived in the US, huh? but what, what is your first impression also on this fair here? You know, what, what, is, what is your impression of the US market? Okay, the US market, let's see. Um, it's actually our first time yes, showing in yes. New York. So, so maybe right, right. it's very early to say. Right. It's a bit early, but I can see that they, they are veering towards uh, the more casual more casual okay. styles. Okay. But they do appreciate good styling. And um, they do appreciate good styling and good fabric. And uh, what we notice is it's very, it's very diverse. Like uh, a customer from the South will have different selection from somebody saying from California mm -hmm. yes. right yes. right so it's a very very different I think each city though it's one though it's one country it might so the, 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 the way they buy could is something as diverse from 
as as like let's say Manila to yeah. Manila to Saudi. I mean, it's just as diverse as that, despite the fact that it's one country. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. it depends on I suppose the weather, the location, yes, the yes, culture, yes, yes, all yes. of that. Right. So it's quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. imagine. I would I would like to speak now with you about your spring summer 23 collection, uh, the one that we carry on in the, in the showroom also, and we have the first feedback from the European press. Eh? But can you let us know how how did you you know how did you start the collection? What inspires you uh, when you create uh, this collection? Yes. Uh, actually, for the spring collection, um, at that time, I remember when we were designing it. It was during the it was during the pandemic, okay. during the lockdown. So I think it was very important. What all of us had in mind was the outdoors and being with nature again. So if you take a look at the prints, they're really big, bright, happy prints, very uplifting colors, and very light in nature because we. That time, I think we all needed yeah, to yeah. feel lighter. Yeah, we see beautiful flowers, spring. Exactly, exactly. And you know, I I felt that it had to. We had to do something to actually, you know, just uplift the general feeling. Yes. The general feeling that time. It's great. And which which are the strongest piece of the of the spring summer collection? No, what are the pieces your customers said? Yes, uh, you know, for the summer collection, I'm waiting the new. Well, I'm waiting, you know, when when the collection right. is out. It's it's probably going to be the really uh, the, the the big the, the one with the very very big uh, lavender and green print. Okay. The, yeah. Yes. The one with the big flowers, mm -hmm. big lime flowers against the lavender background. The dress did really well because I think. Yeah, it was happy, and also the fabrics were very, very light and very comfortable. It was a very loose dress. Okay, right. Great. Yeah. Also, can you um, can you let us know more uh, about the prints? No, if you, if it's if it's something that you design yourself, or, or how how do you make them? Because we we have a lot of very good feedback from uh, from uh, stylists, not that they love the prints. Uh, they, they really enjoy them. So can you can you give give us more information about the prints? Right. Uh, the prints actually some of them are designed in house. Some okay. are in collaboration with other graphic designers, and some of them are from uh, graphic designers who become friends throughout the years. Okay. Yeah, and you know, we collaborate together. Right. But usually it works on a central theme. So for example, for example, um, last summer I wanted to be tropical but uh, interpreted in a very light way instead of the heavy jungle amazon tropical look i wanted something light breezy and very uh cooling to the eyes so it was something that uh i worked on with the team and uh, also other graphic designers to you know come up come up with a with a with a with a theme that uh, re reflected, uh, I mean, with a with co a color palette that reflected the theme. Okay. And your prints, they are exclusively. Yes. Yeah. Some of them are. Okay. Some of the, most of them are. I would okay. say ninety percent are. Okay. Ninety percent. Yes. That's great. That's great. Also, I wanted to uh, emphasize also in a certain piece that have a lot of success in the showroom. They are the patchwork piece. No, you have uh, you made those patchwork yes. um, pieces. You right. know the dresses, the shorts, the jacket. 
Uh, can you let us know more about the Patrick pieces? Yes, yes. The Patrick pieces actually it was a passion project because at that point, uh, you know, the, because of everything, uh, the climate change and everything, um, I knew that it was something that our company had to address. Well, mm -hmm. we currently we're not we're not uh, we're not sustainable at the moment. I mean, it's I hope a direction that we we hopefully should be taking more steps okay. you know so uh, what we what we did at the time well right now what we do is we do not throw away our remnants uh, the, the remnants are the the cut pieces the end cuts like when you pat when you cut the pattern of uh, the clothes okay uh, you get tiny leftover pieces on the sides okay and usually we throw that out and that goes to the landfill instead of doing that we keep that and now we cut it into smaller pieces and we join them together to be new fabric. And uh, we think it's very interesting and um, at the same time, it's a it's a good move towards sustainability. Exactly, exactly. Right, right. Yes, I think it's it's nice also to hear you know little action uh, yes. that uh, fashion brands can make right. uh, to create because I think for uh, all the creative brands that also represent all the quality doing something durable, you know that will go from one to another child or maybe brothers or, exactly. you know, uh, exactly. friends. Right, uh, right. And, and that's, that's the other thing because, I mean, uh, at its core, Future Snaps is really a children's brand. Mm -hmm. And I mean, if we don't take care of our future, then our kids will not have a good future, right? Exactly. So, I mean, if we don't take care of the climate, then the only the, the only ones who will suffer will be the kids eventually. And I mean, it's something my children always tell me that, well, I mean, when you ask my kids, okay, what worries you and what keeps you up at night, they will always tell you it's climate change because they feel that the world is, they, they see all these things happening to our communities, the flooding in the Philippines caused by climate change and all of that. So um, it's something that I think we have to work harder on yeah yeah so even our packaging and things like that uh, we like for example in the Philippines um, our packaging uh, we've we've begun to use our old fabric as well so instead okay. of the fabric instead nice. of ordering paper bags you know sometimes we have a lot of leftover fabric from nice. from from our production runs so we stitch them into tote bags and actually yeah. the tote bag over there yes yes and that's what we use instead of paper bags so that way it's it's instead of people just throwing out paper bags or you know them getting ripped in the future this is something that you can use over and over again for your groceries or whatever Oh, and it's a beautiful prince also, no? Yes, yes, exactly, exactly, right, right. Okay, and um, talking about second hand, maybe, or, you know, tree love, the stuff, is it something common in the, in the Asian market? Actually, it's very common, it's okay. very common. In fact, even my kids, they, they love, they love thrifting. So I mean, there, there are, there's a, there's a, there are several places in Manila which we call ukay ukay, and ukay ukay means you have to dig through it, okay, okay? and then dig through somebody's old stuff. So you can get something for a dollar, two dollars. I mean, my kids have bought stuff for a dollar or two dollars. Well, well, ginger snaps is not pre-loved. It's all 
it's all new. I mean, we get a lot of influence from this whole thrifting, yeah, thrifting concept. That's why this whole um, winter, winter 23, winter 23, 24, this whole production is actually inspired by thrifting. Okay. So you see a lot of vintage yes. pieces. Yes. And so we have a little bit of cowboy, a little bit of 70s, uh -huh. uh, a little bit of disco. Yes. We have all of that going for us and that comes from the influence of thrifting. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Now, I said that I love all the jumpers that you do, all the yeah. 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 We talked a bit about everything, but um, maybe also I want to speak about, you know, you, you let us know that you have two growing kids, uh, they are still you know, in America. Uh, what are you, what, would you like them to join the company after, or how do you see it? Well, if they, As I think it's, a family I mean, it's my, it's my, it's my dream to have them join the business. But I think, like with every, every parent, you can't really, you can't really tell your children what they have to be in the future. Depending on want to do that, and kids are very different nowadays. They have a lot of choices. So I think they would want to. But at the end of the day, it's really up to them. Whatever gives them. Um, Fulfillment, and that's where I think they should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, you give them a, a very nice opportunity also to come and study. Yes, yes, but you know, luckily. Both children have expressed interest. Like, like my girl is very um, design driven. She, she loves design and she loves fashion. And uh, she can't think of doing anything else except the fashion industry. But exactly what in fashion, uh, we don't know. So only time will tell. And my son loves the idea of running the business, like the numbers, the, the system. Uh, the way nice things match. are done. Exactly, it's a wonderful <laughs> match. It's a we wonderful see. match. So let's see. Let's, let's see, see what let's happens. See. Let's see what happens. Well, thank you, Sabrina, for this uh, really spontaneous talk. I know thank that you. you know we have lots of noise around us because we are uh, actually at the fair. Um, but it was very nice and interesting for me, you know, to hear your story. And I think for the people who listen to this podcast, uh, we have last question, an extra question, to see if you want to hear someone in the in this podcast. If you have someone in mind that inspires you, maybe, or you want to know more about the the drummer. Right. Oh, I think I think uh, Emma Donnelly, who did our last uh, photo shoot, was a fantastic photographer. When okay. I look at her photos, I mean, it's very clear that she sees things with just a different set of eyes. Like, I mean, uh, the, the way she would frame the photographs, and it's something that I obviously am not very good at. Uh, yeah, but I, I love I love her photos and even even the even how uh, she's able to to speak through the photos that she takes. It's it's something I really really admire. So it would be wonderful to hear her process. Nice. Yeah. Okay, but we will ask him to join. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much, Sabrina. Thank you, Lindy, for having me, and thank you for all of you to listen to us.
bye bye. bye.